At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. What's going on, everybody? Paddle and Finn has got a meetup going down October 16th through 18th at Eastport Marina and Resort in Alpine, Tennessee, which which falls right on Dale Hollow. What we're going to be doing is just hanging out, fishing. Uh, depending on the number of people that show up and the interest, we may do a small tournament. Uh, we will have some stuff to give away Saturday evening. We're going to do a hangout and a little little barbecue action we'll have food for everybody if you're looking for lodging you could stay right at the resort it's fifty dollars per person per night um, and what you get is your own personal bedroom on a houseboat luxury houseboat courtesy eastport marina that's a special price they gave us to lend to our listeners if you want uh, more info on the resort you can go to eastport.info and uh, their website will pop up there you'll see all the houseboats and things like that a majority of our hosts are going to be there and we would love to spend some time on the water with you this segment is brought to you by jigmaster jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to jigmasters.com and use promo code pnf20 and save 20 percent off your next jig order today Welcome to the Bass Kayak and Beer segment on the Paddle and Fin Network. It's your host, Armando Solá, and on this segment, we kick back with a special guest and talk about life, kayak fishing, and the pursuit of big bass. So get your cold brews on and enjoy the show. Welcome once again, guys, to the Bass, kayak, and beer segment on the Paddle and Fin Network. We have a special guest for today. And first of all, before we start, I want to give a shout out to all of you out there listening. I've gotten a lot of feedback on my latest, my latest episode with Sam Jones of South Mountain Media about making it in the fishing industry. I really appreciate you guys um, giving me your feedback. I love it. Uh, I know a lot of you liked it out there. Um, so, you know, you're always welcome to hit me up on uh, my Instagram account, Bass, Kayak, and Beers on Facebook, Bass Kayak and Beers, or my email, Beers at gmail.com. This show is for you guys. If you guys love it and enjoy it, if you have any ideas that you want to listen to, any, any content creators, tournament anglers, or anybody in the kayak fishing industry that you want to listen to and get to know more, give me a shout out. Let me know. Glad to make it happen if I can. And again, this show is for you guys. So Sticking with the social media and the content creator that we talked on the last episode, Sam Jones, I got a very special guest, one of my favorite content creators and uh, one of the guys that I've been following on Instagram, the fellow Texas um, native here. Sad news is moving, but he'll, I'll let you talk <laughs> tell you more about that. But I got Torrance 
Godwin from Pond Boys. How you doing, man? Good, man. I can't complain. Thanks for having me on the show. I think what you're doing is freaking awesome. Got a great <laughs> voice, man. So I think that's going to be really cool. Um, but yeah, thanks again for having me on the show. And I look forward to letting these guys know a little bit about us. Um, you got any questions for me or should I just keep it and start rolling? Or... <laughs> <laughs> now, man, thank you, first of all, for coming up to the show. Work. I've always been told I got a face for radio. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah. but in- <laughs> Terrence, you're one of my favorite content creators. And I wanted to bring you over so we can talk a little bit about you. I know you got some interesting um, life stories that you want to share. And that's usually what I want in my podcast. And also give you guys a chance, you know, for those that are really responsible when making um, content out there for social media in regards to kayak fishing, I always want to bring you guys on my show. Cause I know we kind of live in a society where unfortunately we make people that behave in outlandish and stupid ways. I should say we make them famous. Um, and not enough is said about the, the, the guys that, put great stuff out there that help other people in their kayak fishing experience or just enjoy uh, fishing and kayak fishing. So, and you're one of those accounts that I really appreciate what you're doing um, and the way you go about it. And I really want to give you a chance to talk to you. And uh, before, well, starting off, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Torrance, and uh, what got you, first of all, into fishing? And then eventually what got you into doing what you're doing in social media as a content creator? Okay, awesome. So this is a great question. I love this question. Every time it comes by, it gets me excited. And um, basically, me and my grandpa, we, um, there was a situation where I couldn't really be with my family when I, when I was first born. So I had to go live with my grandpa. And that's the guy who kind of set the foundation for who I am and why I, why I do what I do. But he was just an amazing person. Like he was just that guy that I looked up to so much. And I know a lot of people don't look up to their grandparents or, you know, they don't even really know their grandparents. But my grandpa and grandma were people that I just grew really close to. And he was this old Western country guy, but he was also pretty, you know, hard A, you know. (laughs) And um, he, I, I think me and him only got into really one argument that I could think of, but other than that, we would wake up, we go to work every day, every morning, 7 a.m. We were never late to work. It doesn't matter what it was raining, thunderstorm. We'd go up to his shop, clean up, do all the things that he needed me to do for him. And then I could go play and, you know, do whatever. And some days when we had time after church, because we go to church and it was like three hours, like I think it was Catholic church. And I went in there, we'd just be in there for three hours. And he knew, he knew I hated it, man. He knew. And so after each time we'd either go get fish or we'd go fishing. So he'd take me fishing. And for some reason, I can remember this vivid memory of him. I don't know who it is. For some reason, I'm at the end or I'm at the beginning of the dock and it's me and him at the end of the dock. And we're just like dangling our feet at the bottom and we're just fishing. And that's crazy. I haven't really talked about this. I, I might get emotional, but it was just a crazy, it was a crazy moment that always stuck in my head, even after we separated because I had to go back and live with my parents eventually. And um, it was just something that we did. And that smell, you know, that feeling of waking up early, you can smell the worms that you're using. Like you just know that, that that's yeah. fishing. And I don't ever remember catching any fish. I just remember <laughs> it being so quiet and so peaceful and just seeing the sunrise. And that's just a vivid, like I'm going to get it painted because I can see it so clearly. And, and um, recently uh, he ended up passing away. And um, 
Yeah, man, it was it was hard. It was a really rough funeral. Um, it wasn't just a regular funeral. It was like a lot of um, a lot of arguments and a lot of bad energy. It just wasn't what you would expect. So I didn't really get to grieve. So I I was we were so into that moment and all the things that were going on that we didn't really get to grieve or me personally because I came back from Houston, from Plano to Houston to go to the funeral and um, yeah I just I really didn't get to grieve so when I got back I was like wow man like this still hasn't really hit me like maybe I should just try to reconnect and I went to go fish no idea what I was doing like <laughs> I had some idea that you need a line rod and water and um, the family that I'm with now which I'm basically adopted and we'll go on that a whole nother that's a whole nother story um, they had a fishing rod and all the fishing gear already so I was like, okay, like, is it okay if I borrow this and go fishing? They're like, yeah, whatever, man. So I go out and I end up just having this crazy day. Like, I catch the biggest fish I've ever, I'm still, still some of the biggest fish that I've caught, like, that fast because it was raining. And what happened was, was I was a realtor at the time and the house that I was um, showing, the house had a stock pond on the description. So I was like, you know, stock pond, like whatever, man. We're just gonna try it out. And I go and I and I try it out and I use all the gear and whatever. And it ends up being just insane. Like the first fish snapped my line. I thought I was caught on a tree. I was like, whatever. Like that's weird. Maybe I'll just whatever that was. I probably never come back again. And I tie it on again. And I go back out there and I give it another cast. And it hits it. And it's just freaking four and a half pounder, like just massive fish, like just still. I couldn't even explain how built this fish was. At the time, I didn't know. I thought it was a freak fish, like catfish or something, but it was this huge bass. And uh, nice. long story short, I caught four more after that same size. Like, um, I even stayed later at the house, and the guy who let me show his house came, and he was like, hey, man, you know, you got to go. Like, there's no trespass. And I'm like, dude, I was just showing your house. Like, I'm the realtor. And he's like, oh, man. He's like, what? <laughs> he's like, you can stay. You can keep fishing. And he's like, man, I thought you were a trespass. I was like, no, dude, I'm just... I, I just told him the whole story too, and we ended up connecting. And I still talk to him till today, which is funny. But um, that's kind of the story on that. And basically, I was just trying to reconnect with my grandpa, and I ended up kind of posting it on Instagram and asking people like, "What was going on? What am I doing?" And the fishing community came out of nowhere. I don't know if it was my yeah. hashtag. I have no idea. But when I tell you this was the most like uplifting group of people I've ever yeah. talked to, those are the people that got me. To where i am today and they still follow me a lot of those people still follow me like dude i remember when you first went fishing you didn't know what you were doing you had no idea and i just used the community as my backbone and i was never trying to monetize or turning it in, into anything i was just literally documenting like man i'm catching good fish out here because i didn't know like people would message me like dude those are good fish and i'm like what do you mean good fish like i just thought i'm so the progression was through basically people teaching me and that's what made it so authentic because they saw me um, fishing and they saw me doing things wrong or whatever. And I take the criticism and then I'd apply it back to my next video. Like, hey, you guys told me this. You told me that. Like, I did this and it worked. So we built this strong relationship because they saw that I was listening and it was benefiting both of us. Because, first of all, they're getting that feeling of helping somebody and doing what I guess now, which is the fishing community. Like, that's what it's about, like giving back and good energy and positive vibes and all that. And I was overwhelmed with the amount of yeah. people that were messaging me and like overwhelmed with the fact that all these people were cool. Like these people actually wanted to see me good doing fishing. So um, I basically, I, I had a kid at the time and all the ponds around me were right down the street. So I was able to go fishing 
go to work and come back and still, you know, maintain my family and all that. And it was just really cool. It's just a habit that I got into. So that's how it all started. And that's how like the growth started as well, because they saw me posting like pretty decent stuff and I was making them engage. So I guess the algorithm just randomly started working for me. And I don't know, it just went from there. And now it's like more, um, it's kind of a little harder because now we're trying to actually figure it out after we have a big following rather than trying to do it from the beginning. But um, I think we got over that curve and we have so much more to learn. But I adore the fishing community because without them in YouTube, aggressively watching YouTube, without those yeah. two things, I wouldn't be able to catch the fish that I do today or like even enjoy it as much because like there's not that learning curve anymore. There's, I, I got past the, all right, the line and the, like there's so many steps that people don't think about that, yeah. you know. Once you get them dialed in, it changes your game completely. Like, I don't know, man. It's just the passion. And I just, I, I really love fishing. I can see that I can do this probably the rest of my life. So that, that, that's the story on that. But Man, and what I really enjoy about you is I'm, you're listening. I'm like a little kid because that's, you know, that's pretty much the story for a lot of us. You know, just like, yeah, man, you start as a little kid and then, you know, that passion grows and, <laughs> You know, you go through life and you kind of forget about it. I think a lot of times we, and I wanted to touch this a little bit further on the show, but, you know, now that you mentioned, I want to touch touch a little bit on that, is that, you know, a lot of us, the same story, an uncle, a grandparent, or a parent that yeah. takes you fishing. Then as you get older, you go to that preteen and teen life, you know, even, like, even the hormones come into the picture because now you start like right? a girl. And girls are not into fishing. So you kind of forget all the whole fishing thing. Oh, man. And then as you get older, you kind of, like, go back to those memories when you have your own family and everything. For those that have kids. I don't have kids, but I remember when I moved from Puerto Rico to Dallas. Um, I've said it on this podcast a hundred times, not to hijack the conversation. But, you know, once I got into surfing, because that's where all the, the girls liked and all that. Then and I forgot about fishing. It was like, man, that was my life. So when I moved to Texas, now here in central, north to central Texas, there's there's no beach to be found. Surfing is out. So I started doing mountain biking to look for that, you know, kind of like that adrenaline that I used to have from surfing. And that was a little bit similar, but not the same. And then I kind of went back to reconnect with my roots and my family, you know, because I missed them and miss hanging out with my dad and. That's one of the things we always had, playing catch, you know, playing baseball and oh, and fishing. So fishing, it was that, you know, kind of like the same thing when you're uh, granddad. It's just that reconnection and that opened the doors, kind of opened the floodgates again to the kind of help me connect a little bit with my old man. Um, you know, even though he's not here in Texas, he's still in Puerto Rico and kind of connect me with that, um, that adrenaline rush of, you know, surfing, which is granted a lot more. Surf, uh, fishing is a lot more peaceful, but hooking into a big bass is just as much as adrenaline. It's all you know, as anything as out there. Yeah, I love that you said that. Yeah. And, um, Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Oh, 
another thing about this podcast is I'm going to be learning about myself through me talking because I never really talk about this. And that's why I wanted to do a podcast myself is because I just, I want to get it all out. I have so much to talk about. And the word adrenaline. So I played sports my whole life as well. Like mm-hmm. I was outdoors from, you know, from birth till today. Like I've always been outdoors and I thought I hated it outside. I hate the heat. That's the only thing. Other than that, I don't care. But um, I played football. I played all these sports, and I was good at all of them. It just wasn't where I wanted to go. It was like I liked the competition, and not to be cocky, but I was naturally good at it. So it kind of like there was really nothing to really work for, or you know, really to other things like that I had to work for was maybe conditioning. That was probably the only thing, you know, just stay in shape. But other than that, I was just naturally good at sports, and then I just didn't want to do it anymore. I just didn't have the passion. So um, I was always thinking like, wow, you know, you see these highlights of football players and it gets your blood pumping. You're like, man, I remember when I was that guy. I remember when I was out there and I was like, how can I like redo that as well? So it was crazy that fishing came up and I was already thinking of like, what what's my next career? Like what I want to be outside. I want to be active. Like, what is it going to be my next thing? And it ended up being fish. Like I still work out too. I still go to the gym and I'll still fish just because I like that adrenaline. Like I like that energy. And when you catch that big bass, like you said, or that top water blows up, your heart's going to be pumping just like if you were doing, you know, surfing or something like that. So that's crazy that you you went on to that part with um, adrenaline and things like that, because I was definitely looking for something to substitute that as well. And both of them combined, like reconnecting with my grandpa and finding another sport that I could be competitive with myself. Yeah. And I don't know, that, that's just really cool that. You said that. People say, like, oh, fishing is boring. He says, yeah, because you haven't hooked into a big bass. Or a big bass. <laughs> like, once you hook yeah. that, you realize this. Yeah, it is peaceful. It is uh, relaxing, but it can be full of adrenaline. I remember I always go back to Manny Ivarela from um, Skinny Water Boys TV. I had my show, and he had the best quote that I could ever think of of kayak fishing. It's like, it's a beautiful chaos. And it, it and it's true, right? Like it's, it is a beautiful chaos because no matter how much experience you have kayak fishing, I mean, you learn something that you think is going to be your next personal best, whether it's for your, you know, content creator channel or for a tournament that you're competing. The nerves, you know, you're going to be shaking. <laughs> you're going to be nervous. I don't care how experienced. Maybe I'm naive because I haven't reached that level. Like they say, Russ Martin or Cody Milton, or, but I'd even looking at um, some of uh, Fluke Master's uh, video, which is one of the most famous content creators come to fishing. He'll even, you know, there'll be times he'll be shaking when he gets a double digit bass. So that never goes away, man. That never goes away. So Torrance, what got you into kayak fishing? What, how eventually did you transition from maybe bank fishing or boat fishing to moving to a kayak fishing? Oh, um bank fishing was a big deal first it was kind of hard to let go of all the people that like to bank fish because there's so many people that just can't afford to get out there they just want to get out there for an hour and they just want to do their mm. thing and want to bank fish so that was my favorite thing because that's what i did and then um and then when covid hit like to be honest when covid hit we had so much time and i was like okay all these ponds are pressured everybody's on this water I have like content now I'm at this point where people are looking forward to my content because there's like now this is downtime. This is time when everybody's thinking and everybody's at home and this is a perfect perfect opportunity to get my brand out there and to get our message out there because everybody loved my fishing before COVID. They loved that when they were at home on their computer or they were doing something, they can log on to me and know that I have some fishing content either on my story or on Instagram. So those people pushing me saying that it gave me an idea like 
I need to get out more. I need to move around more because these people are going to be looking at me even more and like depending on me even more to make content. So uh, this kayak I was actually looking at for like a year, um, a year straight. And it was just so out of reach. It was so expensive to me. And like I had so much, I was already buying so much gear. So I was just like, there's no way. And the opportunity came across and I was like, okay, this is all the money I have. I'm literally going to just push it in here and then just like, go from there and just figure out something else. So I ended up buying a kayak and I was like, I bought the kayak just because I thought it would give me more access to, to water. Because first of all, we live in a city where everyone's fishing right now. Like we have Bass yep. Pro Shop, we have Cabela's, we have Shields. We have all these big fishing stores around us. Like everyone's loaded up on gear and everyone's out there on those ponds right now, for sure with the COVID. Yep. So um, that was a part that I was like, okay, I'm not going to go to pressured water. I'm not going to do all this. Like, I'd like to get to different parts of the water. So I, I was like, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger on this kayak. It's like the most expensive purchase I've ever bought, but I know it's worth it. And I actually reached out to the company to try to work out a deal, but my account ended up getting hacked. And um, Yeah, I remember that. Just, Yeah, my account got hacked, and that's a whole other story. Like, that's, that's how I know I'm going in the right direction because after it got hacked, everything got deleted. That was so hard on me, but I knew that what I was doing was right. Like, I actually let go when the account got hacked, um, which was January. I actually went through a really bad breakup, and um, I was already hurting from that. So I was like, you know, whatever. I'm going to take this time to relax and breathe. And um, I did everything I was supposed to on the account. Like, I had positive energy, so the account will come back to me. Like, or if it doesn't, like, I did the right thing. I'm not hurt because this was just to help people and be, and this is honest. Like I swear, mm -hmm. like this was just, uh, you, you know, you know the story. Like I just wanted to yeah. post things and that was that. So when I got the account back, I was like, no freaking way. Three months of no activity, everything was deleted and um, no messages. I had nothing. And I kind of getting off track, sorry. <laughs> But um, no, 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 go ahead. Yeah, man. yeah, so everything got deleted and that's kind of when we ended up buying a kayak as well. Um, because we started getting momentum again and everybody started commenting again and our views got insane. We had, if you go back to the bottom of my Instagram, you'll see videos that got 30,000, 20,000, like consistently, which is insane. Yeah. So uh, for, from our following. So we actually gained a lot more traction again. And like, I guess people noticed that authenticity that we had when we first started and it kind of like helped me when my account got hacked because everybody's like, Oh, we know this guy and everybody pushed, So he's back, he's back, and like things just started. Yeah. Like, it was like fireworks. So we I remember. Back. Sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. I'm fine. I'm, I apologize. Oh, yeah. So we ended up getting the uh, kayak, and I, I was fishing with Weston. I saw he had two, and I was like, man, I've been working on this deal for a year. They haven't messaged me back. Like, I'm just going to invest in them and let them know that I'm serious. Whatever, I'm going to pull the trigger. Like, even if I can't get a discount, I'm going to pull the trigger. Um, we couldn't find any kayaks, like, it was sold out everywhere. Weston pulls up this one deal. He's like, hey, this is a limited edition, limited color kayak. It's usually mm -hmm. $1,100. Get it today for $1,000 right now if we go drive an hour and a half. They actually took me an hour and a half to go pick up this kayak. And, like, I was in love at first sight. I didn't know it was that big. And um, I ended up getting it on the water and fell in love with it. So um, the fact that it was rated pretty low on the website and, like, what I felt of it, I was – So the fact that it was rated really low on the website, like the stability, a lot of other things were rated low. And I was worried about it because like it's a thousand bucks, man. Like, oh my gosh, you know, it's a lot of money. Like I don't even spend that on anything else really except rent. 
but I was like, that's just a lot of money. And I was like, okay, really scared about the kayak. I bought it and I, I got on the kayak and I was in love, man. Like I had to actually tell other people about this. Like I gave a whole breakdown on YouTube of why I like the kayak and everything I like about it. And randomly, just now, it started picking up. It gets, like, 2.4K views on YouTube, which is, like, I posted it and just, like, walked away. I didn't go, you know, it was just to let people know what I feel about it. And, like, I guess people saw that and it actually got a lot of views. So I adore the kayak. Like, I love it so much. And I think that's what made kayak fishing more fun, too, because when I get out in the water, there's a lot of pride, you know, like, hey, I did this, you know, even yeah. the roof too like I worked on that and I just didn't I was resourceful man I just used all my resources and I leveraged my account to even get the roof rack because I didn't have a roof rack for my kayak I was throwing that kayak up on up there with two foam pads and straps through my window like I made it happen I didn't even know I was going to get the kayak home but I knew that I was going in the right direction I knew I needed to buy this and it's completely changed my fishing and just my content and everything about that so the kayak was just a big game changer and it let me know that you got to invest back in yourself. And if you really, yeah. if you really want something, you can get it, man. Like it's, it's in my living room right now. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> That's how much I'm you love it. Like, I'm telling you when this thing got in the apartment, I was like, okay, so how are we going to get to the water? Like, all right, we'll figure that out. But I knew like, Hey, I'm going in the right direction. I didn't even, I couldn't even buy a paddle at the time. I had to go back and buy a paddle. Cause I forgot. Like I just knew that this thing needed to be bought. And I knew like the ratings, like the re ratings were low, the reviews were good. So I knew that I was buying, you know, a decent product, but I didn't know I was going to like it this much. And I know people like the other kayaks because um, all the features and stuff, but I'm playing, you know, I pond hop and I throw it on and off my roof myself. I can lift it over my head. I don't need, you know, I don't need anybody to help me. And um, I just keep it as plain as possible just because, I, you know, that's, I was bank fishing the whole time. So now I'm learning a lot of things about kayak fishing and, how advanced it actually is rather than just, hey, you're just on a kayak fishing. So I'm new to the world and I love tips and I love like information. I haven't even found anybody on really, I think I have like three people on Instagram that kayak fish that really kayak fish, but I'd love to actually find a community that can help me more with like, hey, how to rig it up and different things like that. That's a whole nother part that we're going to work on. So. That's kind of the story. I know it's all over the place, but no, but that's, that's, that's great, a, man. That's a bona fide, man. A, Before I ask a, you about oh, what kayak you're using, I know you, you which one you're using because I watch your videos, but I'll let my um, I'll let you tell my listeners. But before I ask you that, I think uh, shout out to um, I don't know his name, but that bass fishing dude. Uh, he's the one that oh, that when oh. I you lost your account, I'm like, where's Palm Boys at? And he's the one who kind of reached down and told you know everyone hey palm boys this is what happened you know follow him and so shout wow. out to him right okay He's, so let's let's talk about brandon uh oh, well, hold up before you brandon what, what 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 kayak uh are you using and then we'll talk about brandon. oh yeah yeah so it's a bona fide rs 117 um i don't know how long it is but i can tell you it's 75 pounds man it's a 75 pound kayak dude when this thing is empty, I have videos of me lifting it over my head. I can spin it. I can walk it probably 100 yards by myself. I lift weights, too, so maybe that's why. But um, the thing is extremely light, very stable. And anybody who's messed like, I've probably had six people buy the kayak just through me. And I haven't said anything. I just tell them, hey, man, you see me on the water. You see me talking about it. I don't have any deal with these guys. Like, I, this is something that we really – so I had to figure out – 
am I going to be like a sellout? Like I'm just trying to get free stuff or am I actually going to help people? And I figured out, of course, when you first get started, I want all this free stuff. Like, oh my gosh. But then when you think about it, you have to build character and you have to build a brand. So when I figured out people were actually listening to me, I made sure not to boost things. You know, I made sure not to post things that I knew people were not going to use or people probably wouldn't like. But me sticking my neck out and buying this one, so many people were like, oh, I was about to pull the trigger. I was about to buy it. I was about to buy it. I'm like, dude, buy the kayak. Like, I have nothing else to tell you. If you want to do this, if you want to move around and you want to be, you know, quick and easy, buy this kayak. Like, it's it's just a 10 out of 10. But not trying to – I still don't even work with them. They're, I think they're pretty high up, and I don't know what, what we're going to do in the future, but I love that kayak, man. That's, that's it's a very good kayak. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, once I think uh, we talk about the length. I think I'm not completely familiar with Bonafide, but I think uh, 117 starts for 11, 11.78, uh, 11, 11 feet and seven inches. I think, but I'm not yeah. sure. Don't don't quote me on it. I may be wrong. Uh-huh. But anyway, so talk us about Brandon. Uh, he's from that bass fishing dude, right? He was helping you with that. Oh man, this guy. You wanted to mention? Give him a shout out. Yeah. Very, very cool guy. Um, when anybody asks me about kayaks, even though I have this kayak, I send them straight to him. Like, I don't even, I don't really try to sell. I, I love that I can help him or whatever. Because first, first of all, he's knowledgeable and he's going to point yeah. them in the right direction without. This guy is just solid all around. He's helped me. He was the one that looked at my account. He's like, hey, your account's cool and all. But dude, straight up, it's the same as everybody else's. And I got yeah. like, dude, don't, you know. And it was doing good. I'm telling you, like, we're doing 30,000, 10,000 views a post and all this stuff and i'm like man you know like i kind of got in my head and then i messaged him back i'm like dude i'm not gonna lie at first i got offended and i thought about it and i was like you're right and he's like hey man like you know and that's what you need a friend to do like even if you're not my friend that's the people i want around me that's gonna tell me when it's hard like hey man you're doing good you're happy but this is how this is how you know if you really want to go here this is what you need to do so he helped me elevate my game um with even reaching out to companies, he's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, what are you saying? And I was embarrassed to even show him what I was, I showed him and I was just so embarrassed. I was like, dude, this is so bad. Like, it looks like I'm begging these companies. He's like, you know, I don't want to give up too much information, but long story short, that guy just helped me a lot. Yeah. When it came to actually becoming like a brand and he's tried to help other people. Some people don't want to listen and some people do. And um, just at the end of the day, I, when it comes to anything that comes across my table that I can help him with, I'm going to do it just because one, I know he's going to do it with respect and he's going to do it if it's right. And two, he's helped me so much. So knowing that I can refer somebody that's going to, you know, always put a good taste in somebody else's mouth for me, I'm going to do it. Like I know that this guy is going to carry that well and he's not going to work. Yeah. And he's not, he, he's the one who actually influenced me to not work with companies just to get free products. Because let's be honest, Products yeah. are expensive. Some products are expensive, but that doesn't mean that you need to be working with them just because, you know, they're reaching out to you. First of all, you can get paid. And second of all, don't sell out. You know, don't just, yeah. you, you got to buy another company to work with. This is a long run. This is not a, you know, this is not a race. And he just, I, I look up to him a lot. I call him all the time. I'm like, hey, dude, this happened, you know, or what's up? Do you, does this sound good to you? And he'll be like, hey, man, I just got this. And he's just like, he's been on it. And even with the low following, He's crushing it. He's doing everything that I've ever wanted to do. And it's really cool that to have another person, especially in my race, um, out there fishing like I'm fishing and representing themselves respectfully and not being a freaking 
you know, moron out there just, like you said, ruining it for everybody else, just going crazy and doing all these crazy things. So, Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. That was something I looked up to, and that's kind of why I structured my way. I'm still doing my own thing, but he completely yeah. changed my mindset. Like, I even told him, like, thank you so much, man. I can't believe. Like, because I was thinking, how can I monetize? Like, how can I become, like, a respectable brand? Because at the end of the day, I was kept going out there, throwing a line in and catching a fish. But, you know, I need to actually be a real brand and be something that's going to last long. So as much as I love to fish and do all that, like, I, now I want to actually build a life around it. And not just fishing. I want to be outdoors for the rest of my life. Like, I want to actually do this. So he just put that in perspective, which is sometimes all you need is somebody just, just to let you know. Hey, you're like 20 miles away and you're making shit or making things happen. And, um, and it's just like, Hey dude, I can do it too. So I, we even had that conversation. I was like, man, I can't believe like this is actually possible. Like my dream is right here in front of me. So that's what I have yeah, to I've, say about him. I, I, I really like what that guy's doing. Yeah. I, I talked to him even before I started the podcast and he really, um, a guy that you can reach out and he'll, you know, he'll, he won't sugarcoat it, obviously, but he'll say it with respect and he'll point you in the right direction. He makes no bones about it. Um, great dude. Um, really excited to meet him at some point. We were going to do a meetup or meet with him, um, but he had to leave early last year on a boat show. I may be able to meet him up this year. He's hopefully coming on the show pretty soon. I just spoke to him la um, last week, but a great dude. Um, but again, not to, st to stray away from the subject and talking about you. I know you touched on something a little bit there, and and I want you to, if, if you're comfortable with it, you, you, on the pre-recording, you told me you've had some experience and some challenges, um, and, I, and I'll let you talk about it, but yeah, go ahead, man, because um, I know you touched on it just now, and uh, and I really like what, where this is going, so if you don't mind, go ahead and tell us what we're talking about on the pre-show, because I think it's very okay. important. So, um, one thing that fishing has taught me is patience um yeah that's something that i've struggled with my entire life patience and humbling myself because i can get to where i want but it's sometimes where i get there and i just you know i get a little too excited a little too cocky and you know life humbles you instead of you humbling yourself so i've learned a lot about patience and um, being humble and just being being who i am instead of trying to be somebody else so um this story started i met this kid online um, it's pretty rare for me to fish with people I meet online just because people can be kind of weird and they have weird yeah. intentions. Just, you, you know how it can be. But I met this yeah. kid and I thought he was whatever. He caught good fish. I think I commented on it. And I was like, hey, that's a nice fish. And he was kind of close. So I was like, all right, whatever. Let's meet up. Let's link. And we ended up fishing. We had a good time. We filmed and everything was cool. He took me to another spot the next day. It was a private area. And before we get on the water, he messaged me and he was like, hey, Oh, no, he didn't message me. We, we pulled up with the kayaks. He ended up actually buying a kayak himself because he saw me get one, and he bought one himself. And um, that's another cool thing. It's just, like, you, you actually influence people. And he, he, I sent him to Brandon or whatever, and I was like, hey, like, you know, talk to this guy, and he'll, he'll put you on. So he ended up getting a kayak. We both go out. Oh, wait, sorry. 
He didn't. He had. He didn't have a kayak at the time. Sorry, there was a boat. He did end up buying a kayak later, but he there was a boat there that he could use. Sorry. So he met up at. Hey, uh, we meet up at this private place, and um, there's a boat already there. There's a couple paddle boards, and it's just like this little body of water. Like it probably takes 20 minutes to fish max. And um, one of the owners who lived there, there's six houses there. One of the owners said that he can fish there, and he's fished there like multiple times. So before we even get on the water, we have full access, which is what we make sure we have is full access. Everything's good. No drama. And that was cool. So we meet up and he's like, hey, man, I got a question. I'm like, yo, you know, what's up? And he's like, you know, hopefully you don't take this the wrong way or anything. But like, you know, I see all these protests going on and I was just wondering what's your take on, you know, this whole thing, like Black Lives Matters and all that. And I was like, hey, man, like, honestly, you know, social media has their own agenda sometimes. You know, I'm just giving them all the angles instead of giving him one way because you know a lot of people when you talk about this to somebody else who's a different color sometimes it can make us seem like we're trying to play victim or we're like all these people are bad but i told him i'm like hey man there are people of my color that are out there making us look bad and there are people out there that are actually victims like this is just honesty and this is life and um he really started to take that in and i'm like but there are times where we you know we there's people all against us that are one color and it's just one person's word and i was like sometimes that's what can make it hard and we just go on about perspectives and things like that and i think i really because he, he apparently had no black friends or anything like that to ask or he just wanted to ask the question which either way i completely respected as a young kid mm-hmm. asking me you know about race which was you know it takes a lot sometimes to say that so i gave him my honest opinion so we get on the water and the craziest part about this story is we get on the water and we were fishing there probably for 30 minutes on the bank. And then we get on the water and um, we start fishing. And the first guy comes up and um, it's kind of like, so when you're fishing, you can be on someone's land, I guess. Like you can like get out of the kayak and walk on that person's land. That's how close they are to the water. So everybody's like on this pond and yeah. the pond's not big at all. And um, there's probably like three houses on one side and three houses on the other. And the guy comes up and he's like, okay, like, who do you know here? And I was like, uh, uh, like the guy that I'm fishing with right next to me. Cause we were talking the whole time. So I was kind of like, okay, this is, this is going to happen. And, um, and, um, he was like, okay. And he was like, who do you know here? And I told him, and then he asked my friend and he was like, Does, is he with you? And I'm like, oh, man, come on, dude. Like, I just told yeah. you, like, I just pointed to the guy, you know, we're laughing. And the kid even looks at me and he's like, yeah, man, like we're together. Like even the kid's confused. So I'm like, all right, man, like whatever. And the guy goes, okay, I'm just making sure, just checking. Like people are here all the time fishing. And I was like, all right, whatever. So we, we paddle off and they, and my friend, he goes, bro, what was that? Without me saying anything, without me. And I'm like, dude, like it's nothing. Like it is. And I'm the one who's like, you know, it's no problem, whatever. It's cool. And he's like, wow. And then we kept fishing. So I go over to the next piece of land because the guy was kind of mad that we were on his land, which is, I'm a realtor. I know how the water line, like, dude, you can't sit here and control every single piece of the water. It's physically impossible. Yeah. And it's just like, it's a headache to even do that. Like, so why would you do that? So whatever. So he's complaining. I go over to the next little spot because I'm like, okay, I don't want to fish on this guy's land. I'm going to move over. So he move over. And the next guy comes out even madder. I mean, he's stormed about 50 yards to get to me and he's like what are you doing like what are you, are you what are you doing on my land and, all, and I'm like hey man like we have permission and at this point my friend has the guy on the phone that let us fish there and the guy's like telling us hey man just stay there like this is bs I don't know why y'all are getting kicked out keep fishing keep fishing keep fishing so it becomes to this point where it's three of us I'm t- 
telling my friend, like, all right, man, let's leave. The guy's the owner is telling us to stay. And then the angry homeowner is like cussing us out and telling us to leave. So I'm like trying to keep control of all situations. And I'm like, hey, man, like, dude, we're going to leave, but I'm just going to explain to you we have permission to fish here. And he's like, you don't have permission to fish on my prop. And I'm like, okay, but we're going to fish over here. And he's like, okay. And he starts cussing. He's like, y'all need to like leave the whole entire pond. I'm like, dude, okay, either it's your piece like partial piece of land or -hmm. you own the entire pond so like which one is it because we have permission to fish here i mean it's not fair that we can just fish a little corner and the whole thing was this kid's fished here four or five times with no problem never had any problems with the the homeowners and he told me this i didn't actually know that until we're on the water he's like hey man i've never had a problem here after that guy came out so i'm like all right dude like he's begging me to stay i'm like no man like i'm getting emotional at this point i'm kind of getting pissed off let's just leave. Like, this is not good energy. Like these people are obviously like, don't want me here. And it's, uh, it kind of hurt, man. Like knowing that, and I don't jump to conclusions. I'm a really understanding person. I'll analyze something before I jump to the gun and I, you can feel it, you know, it, you can feel it. And you know that you're not wanted because of some other reason rather than a legal reason. So I knew it. And I was like, all right, man, like we can argue this, we would win, but there's no point. So I'm like, all right, let's start heading out. I'm not kidding you. We're heading out. Another guy pulls up towards the exit. He sees us leaving and he tells us we can't fish on his property either. And there's another little piece of like another home over there. I'm like, okay, dude. So where can we fish? And at this point, I'm like kind of getting annoyed. I'm like, where can we? And this is my GoPro's rolling the whole time. My friend's the one that told me to, he's like, bro, is this recording? Because like, this is ridiculous. He's the one that's like telling me to record. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Like I keep recording. And, uh, the guy just starts going off on me. I'm getting closer to the bank, and I'm like, look, man, we're leaving. Like, what else could you say to, like, like what do you want out of me? And um, he's like, well, I'm just, like, trying to explain. You guys can fish here. I'm like, dude, we can't fish here. You all came outside and told us we can't fish here. The pond is so small. Like, we can walk this pond with no problem. Like, what are we doing so bad that, like, is affecting y'all? And we weren't making any noise. It's all on film, and we – um, long story short, this guy starts to say, like, he started bringing up race because I was like, hey, man, is it, um, I was like, honestly, 10,000 people are going to see what you guys are doing right here. And that's word for word what I said. And he said, um, so you're going to send 10,000 people to me or something like that? He's like, are you making this about race? And I was like, first of all, I never said anything about race. I said, me and my white friend are fishing. And this is how you're treating us. I said nothing about race. Like, I never even said white friend or anything. I, I'm here with a white guy. Like, when, when did I say anything about race? I never brought up anything about my color or anything. And that, that was the point that I knew, like, okay, these guys are like, this is getting real and I just need to leave. So the whole neighborhood ends up, like, coming around, like, recording. And the whole time we're not saying anything. Like, I'm like, dude, like, I'm just talking to him. And I'm like, look, they want us to act this way. They think that I'm going to, like, get mad, but it's not going to happen. You're not going to get this reaction out of me. I'm way too emotionally intelligent. And I know that I have a person right here that I just gave advice to. So I can't go out here and just like, you know, I, trust yeah. me, deep down, I wanted to rage because they knew what they were doing. And it sucked. Even if it wasn't for race, like you still shouldn't cheat somebody like that. Like, why did y'all all have to come at me like this? We could have just like resolved it a normal way instead of cussing at me. So it got so bad to where we ended up actually leaving. Everything was peaceful with them, but apparently they messaged the homeowner and they were saying that we were cussing at them. We were screaming at them that I got off my kayak. I was walking on the land. 
I said that I was going to send 10,000 people at him. And I, and I called my friend. I was like, see, like, do you see how this could happen? How easily things can get twisted around without me being able to defend myself. And I was like, now I'm going to send you these clips. And it's going to show you that these people actually got together and all either they individually lied or they all got together to make a story that never even happened just to justify what they did. And that's like a whole nother level of what got to me. And I didn't even want to post it on Instagram, but I posted it and I had to cut it so much because it's like an hour video. And um, I had to post it because like, there's a lot of people out there that would snap and, you know, somebody would get shot or something would happen. Like you could tell those people were trying to feed off of their own negative energy. And I was like, it's not, it's not going to happen, man. So I sent the whole clip of, we had a, a lawyer and we were very wanted to file charges and all this because we were in the right and, it was just crazy how we got treated and it's all on camera, but I sent them that clip of me saying 10,000 people are going to see what you guys, how you guys are treating us. And I think that's what showed the kid like, wow, like this is real, man. Like somebody, this could have been completely twisted if I wasn't there, if I wasn't recording, it could have made me look like the ass or the worst person. And that would make it look worse for other fishermen. Like this would go on for a while. These whole group of people would hate, you know, and it just, it was crazy that I got it on film. I, it hurt to see. It was hurt. It hurt me to rewatch it again and even to talk about it just because there was that much hate and that much negative energy towards it. Just fishing. And I never once raised my voice. If anything, I kind of got emotional at the end when that last guy came and I was just like, I don't even want to talk anymore. Like he, he kept cutting me off and that was on camera too. Like I would say, sir, can I please do it? And he would cut me off. And that's like a sign of, dude, you're wrong and you're just trying to, you don't care what I have to say. Disrespect, so. yeah. It's yeah, decided man. I don't care about you. I just care about voicing my opinion. Getting my point. Yeah, right. And I was just oh. like, dude, all I'm trying to do is explain it. And that, and it just, it, it sucks, man. So hopefully that kid got to see that sometimes we're not always playing victim. And sometimes people are turning shit on us to make us look bad. Because how do you go to sleep at night knowing you just lied? Like, you just had to lie about somebody who was just fishing, who never raised his voice at you, never cussed at you. And you know, deep down, that I didn't do anything wrong. And the fact that the lady rolled by too, recording, like trying to play, I'm like, man, you're not going to get me to act crazy. You're not going to get me to get mad and do all these things that you think that you can do. And it was just really humbling to know that somebody can't affect me that way. And knowing that a kid, it was two things. And knowing that like a kid actually cared about race and, you know, cared about um, just things like that. So that that's always stuck with me. And that's kind of something that reassured me that I'm doing the right thing. So, we had 300 plus positive comments. We had over 20,000 views. That's insane to have 20,000 views on a 13 minute video about fishing and then to have 300 positive comments. And then once they started getting negative, I kind of deleted it just because there's nothing negative you could say about the video. Like, and I said yeah. nothing on the uh, video. I said, how do you think we guys, how do we handle this situation? And I said, sucks that this happened. I said nothing about, this is a racial encounter. This is wrong. I said, what do you guys think about how we handle it? And this sucks that this happened. That was it. And I let everybody else say how they felt. And there's 300 plus positive comments of, wow, you know. So that's that story. And <laughs> it was. Just, no, it was and, and I appreciate you sharing it because, you know, it's unfortunately a lot of it is just said on social media and the news. and for one side or the other, it's not always portrayed as accurately as it should you know, on, on, on any subject. 
so it's it's one of those things and shout out to you know that kid that had that conversation with you because that's something that i think we should encourage all of everyone to do have that uncomfortable conversation ask them see what it feels to be on the other shoe um yeah not everything's portrayed like it's in the news um i don't think there should be a point where you need to pick side oh i'm the side of this i'm the side of that it's just reality this is what it is you can have an opinion in each case it's individual none of us not well me personally and most of us don't know what it is to be a black man in america you know and you can't just judge them by a 10 minute clip or five minute clip yeah you know and yeah and it sucked because some people were like trying to justify it and so and i'm like that's when i deleted it because they're like oh you're on his land and i'm like dude if you took land into account of what we what just happened it doesn't matter dude you don't like you don't have even if you don't respect them you don't have to say all these things to that person when they weren't doing anything wrong like if you're walking past my grass dude i'm not like you know hey <laughs> i don't even know how to I don't even want to get into it because it just gets me so hot and heated, man. And nah, I, uh, I feel you, man. <laughs> and, uh, and I apologize. Yeah, I'm still trying to deal with it now, and yeah. it's just like I have a kid. I apologize. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting a little emotional um, on it. I do apologize because, um, as you know, we don't, you don't know what it. We don't know what it is to be on the other side of the shoe unless you're in it. And and that's why I encourage you, other people to do have a talk to other people talk to other people from other backgrounds, other ways, and ask them how it is, you know, because it's yeah. easier to, to see it from, from my point of view, but it's not, you know, it's have that conversation. And a lot of times I know it's uncomfortable, especially when we have we're content creators, me doing the podcast and on um, Instagram and Facebook, there's always that fear of, you know, sharing um, your thoughts and everything because, well, you have a responsibility. Yeah. But it it's something that I think it needs to be said. Um, and again, it's not to pick sides on one thing or another. It is, it is a problem that we're having, not mm-hmm. just here, but everywhere. And it needs to be addressed. And I props to you for, you know, standing your ground and handling like a pro because it's not easy. I mean, how many of us, how many of other kids we see on that 20, 30, 60 second video going off and us and other people pointing the finger, look, well, we don't know the whole backstory of it. And it's not easy, especially it's not just one incident. It's going through those incidents on, and sometimes depending on the neighborhood where you live on a daily basis or, you know, or at least constantly, you know. It's it's the same situation you go to that you're going on a private party. You're not doing anything. You're you're just fishing, and then because of the obvious reasons, th- this creates a problem for everybody else that's uncomfortable with you there, and that's not fair. That's not fair, and that should never happen, and that should totally be eradicated and and dealt with. Um, so I appreciate you telling us and sharing that story, um, because it's it needs to be said. And we need to raise awareness about that. And this is not a political statement. This is a real life story of what you go through. And people should know that. Because if you haven't lived it, it's not the same thing. Yep. And um, I was talking to my mom the other day. And we were like, it's kind of hard, even if you are trying to understand from our perspective, because then you can get ridiculed for, you know, thinking you know. 
So it is really cool that that kid even asked that because that I was blown away when he asked me before we went fishing. I was like, I would never in a thousand years expect somebody to ask me that. And he genuinely wanted to know how I felt, how I looked on it and didn't give his opinion. He just wanted to straight know how I felt. And it was cool to, you know, take him and actually it wasn't cool, but the fact that he saw how it happened and how things can be handled rather than blowing up. And we're not all the same. We're not all just these aggressive human beings that social media can make us look like. And it doesn't matter what color you are and you're getting kicked off the water. This is like fishing too. So you show that fishermen aren't all, you know, just blowing up or we're just trying to go get on water. We have permission, you know, we're not. And there are people out there that are hopping on and I don't blame them. Like I understood why they were mad. I just didn't understand why you would treat someone like that and why so aggressively when first of all somebody's fished here multiple times with no problems and then when i come so i, I didn't want to make it such a race thing yeah. either way either way it's going to be a race thing because of how they try to i don't know make me feel but um and it, it, do... one, one point that i wanted to say before you go on because i know a lot of people might scrutinize this and just so you know in texas and you're a realtor you know this um you cannot own a body of water you can own the surrounding yeah. You know, you can just find you can uh, own the access to that body of water, but as far as the body of water goes, that belongs to the state. That's any body of water, even in a private yeah. pond. However, obviously, in order to get to that pond, you would have to be trespassing. But in your case, where you had permission from one of the multiple landowners around that pond right. that gives you access, once you're on the water, you're free to have that access, regardless of exactly. your skin color or your sexual orientation or or your faith you know so let's back be clear this is not if you if you're out there scrutinized to say well you know he shouldn't be on private water that's not the issue here first of all he had permission to be on private land because the owner of the land gave him permission and once that body of water is boundaries with other lands over private lands the body of water cannot be owned by anyone even, and I've, we've had, uh, I did an episode with Manny Barela from Skinny Water Boys TV because he's dealt with that a lot. He does a lot of like backwoods um, fishing. And because of his heritage, I'm sorry, I said that wrong, because of his race being <laughs> Mexican-American, um, he deals with a lot of that too. Um, and we had a lengthy podcast about that and we dug deep into the laws and the laws for Body of water here in Texas is kind of ridiculous, which I imagine it's in a lot of places. But I wanted to point that out clearly. You are not trespassing. You are in a, yeah. on a pond, which is, by definition, Texas, public land, public. Anybody can be there. You cannot own a body of water. But anyways, uh, man, I really appreciate you sharing that with us. So once again, Terrence, thank you so much. We, we had to take a little break over there for a second, but we're back. And... Uh, wanted to touch back on the story that you share with us. I really appreciate it. I mean, a, a lot of times when it comes to my podcast, I understand that a lot of people do kayak fishing and listen to the podcast to kind of get away from the everyday hecticness of work and life and all that. But there is a time, like, for example, now where we have to reflect on some of the things that uh, we could contribute to make everyone around us better. And I'm, I'm really honored and happy. And, uh, I mean, like I said, I'm really honored for you to share that experience that you had, even though it's an uncomfortable experience and I'm sure an uncomfortable conversation, but it does bring light to an issue, again, not just in the United States, but everywhere. And it's there's times where we need to stop ignoring 
the things that are going around and take a moment to um, own up to them and do what we can, you know, to mm-hmm. be either better ourselves or try to make the people that we love and that are around us better. And, and you know, with kindness and with uh, with kind words. So, again, thank you for that. And um, moving along into a lot of what we were talking about, I, one thing that I wanted to talk about is I know there's not a lot of Black people uh, right now on social media where it comes to kayak fishing, but there's some of you out there. Do you, how do you view or how do you feel when a company tries to, and I know with the popularity that you reached and your your social media following, there has been companies that have reached out to you, you know, to promote their product. And mm-hmm. I, I know sometimes the issue of race has come along. For you, and I want to get your perspective, is do you find it maybe um, insulting, offensive that some company might say, well, we want to use you because you represent the back community so we can, you know, gain, you know, so we can profit out of it? Or do you view it mm-hmm. as like, well, you know, they're looking at me, they understand they're, I'm going to attract a certain uh, uh, area that they may not be strong with. But at the same time, you see like, well, this is my opportunity to voice, you know, uh, be a voice of reasoning and help out people in my community. How, what do you, I guess my question is, where do you draw that line? Or how is it that you feel when that opportunity comes up, when that issue comes up? Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I think that you can take it both ways. It just depends on um, how it's presented. And either way it's presented, you can take it both ways. But when you really think about it, at the end of the day, you have a voice. You have a way. Most of these companies, they they know that now that we're Instagram influencers and stuff, that people like us being authentic and like who we are. So when they see what we post, they know that that person is actually going to grasp onto that. So how I present it should be in my way. And if they, if they wanted to sway in their way, that's when I kind of question things. And that's kind of when I can deny the contract and get offended and all that. But if they give me the freedom to present the brand in the way that I want to, and they just need it posted once a month or once this, and um, we have an agreement financially and all that stuff. I mean, it's kind of hard to complain because now I can present myself and you know what I represent to everybody else. And I put the brand behind my back. So, um, I just I just don't know where I'm at on that, and I haven't really thought about that until you asked. And I'm glad you did because it it can it can actually change a lot of things for me depending on who I work with. So now I'm in that position to where if I do choose a company, it has to be a company that I I represent and that I feel that my followers can gain from. So if I feel that they're trying to do that, it's like I, it's going to be a no. You know, it's just going to be I can't do it and um, no hard feelings. It's business, and that's how some people want to be, but. That that is a great question. That's one that actually has me thinking, man. And um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it just. I guess it would just be awesome to even have that company reach out and have that ability to be, you know, um, the face of that company or something like that. But 
That, that's a good question, man. That almost leaves me speechless. Like, I kind of <laughs> don't even know where to go. <laughs> and then, I mean, yeah, and I guess it's, like you said, it's it's one of those things where it, it, it maybe feels like an uncomfortable conversation. But, I mean, from, there's something that I, if I want to be better person, then I need to know how things affect other people that mm -hmm. don't have the same background or are not in the same race. As I am, as I am, so that there's always that reaching out and then finding out, you know, how is it that you feel about something and, and, and approach it? Because we can be naive. We cannot just because we haven't gone through something, we may ask or say something stupid that may come across like this is unsensitive, and we just don't don't realize it. And I've had situations yeah. like that when I reflect on it, that was unsensitive. And then I think about it, it's like a, I have to understand what the other person is going through before I, you know, in order for me to, to grow as a person and help one other out. And the, and I guess the question is, it's, it's hard in a part because there is also that responsibility where you have a family, you, know, you have a child, you have a wife, you need to provide with them. So it, it may be easy to take those choices where that is not at stake, but when the livelihood of you and your family is at stake, And the choices are very differently um, and are not as easy or clean cut you, to, to decide, I guess, in a way, because exactly. you have that other pressure. And that's, that's always something that, um, you know, as a content creator, I'm assuming you'd have to weigh in and consider. Do you feel any responsibility or any weight of saying, you know, I'm representing my community um, Does that affect any in any way the way you go about your so your social media content? Um, so to be honest, I never thought about race when I got into fishing. I I, I knew that uh, the trespassing and all the other things would be an issue, but other than that, when I posted, I just the community was so warm and welcoming that I it didn't it cross my mind until until recently. I mean, honestly, when you know when people started telling me like, oh, there's not that many black people fish. I like look back, I was so zoned in. This is just me being out. I was so zoned in on fishing and all this stuff that I didn't really step back and see that. Honestly, there's not that many people doing this. Like there's not many people that black people are doing this. So this is something that's honestly new on my mind and something that lets me know, um, getting messages too also from black people like, hey man, what the heck? This is so cool. I never thought like you're doing something good for us. Like you're making it look, you know, making it look good. and giving me great information, like I look up to you and all that stuff. And this comes, a, a lot of them are kids of all races saying these things. So, but when, when black people do reach out, this is when I was like, wow, like I didn't even think about it. Like I actually am representing them too. So there's a little bit more pride that goes into it. But yes, you're right. I have to think about who I'm working with and make sure that these other companies aren't just hitting. And you're right. You are right that they're not just contacting me just because of my color and knowing that they can leverage that and you know make more income off that so um i'm not gonna act like i know everything because a lot of this is still new to me but that's definitely gonna go into um when i look into companies from now on because that's true i mean but then it's like what can i say because they never reached out to any other ones so i could be the first to make sure that this goes the right way you yeah. know so it's like whoa like i don't know what to think but then again this this fishing has just blown up recently like it's been yeah. a big deal but social media and all that stuff it's like when you do look at all these companies it's i don't see them they're not anywhere so it's like how can i kind of get mad at them for like doing that but then again it's like i could be the first one to do it 
So it's kind of like, like you said, you got a family, like I have a reputation, reputation and I have um, my brand too. So I have to make sure that what I stand behind, that it's going to be good for all of my followers and all the people that truly believe in me, not just when it comes to fishing, but there's people that believe in me that I'll go further than just fishing. Like this goes deep. So when you have a strong following, these people really do care about you. And, and it's like a little TV show. Like they want to know yeah. what happened yesterday. We want to happen. We want to know what happened last night. And they, I, they actually become like your little fans. So even if you have 400 or, you know, 4,000 followers, those people that are following you and engaging on each post, those people care about you. So you're right, man. I, and that's crazy that you brought that up because I do need to take that into account. And I did just recently, somebody brought it up and the way that they brought it up was pure honest. It was the first conversation hey, it's going to be this, it's going to be that. And we think that we can benefit from you, from your reach, your growth. And obviously, because you'll be the, you know, you're, there's not a lot of people like you out there fishing. And the way that he brought it up, I messaged him and I was like, I have so much respect for you even bringing it up. Like, it's over the phone, man, you know? And they're representing this brand, so it could have came off anyway, but he just straight up just told me. So that, that, that went a whole different way for this company. And that's something that makes me want to actually work. Nothing's under contract yet, but for this company, that that gave me a lot of a lot of energy, like good energy coming from that company. So that's just a great question, and I think that'll yeah. help a lot of other people as well. Like this is what you're gonna have to take into account because they, it's not that they just that you just need them. That's another thing that Brandon taught me is that they need you too. So don't be going out here thinking that these people, you know, it's it's their way or the highway. Like you have a say in this. Like you can leverage this how you want to. So. Great question, and uh, yeah, something it, I have to think about on my own. No, I appreciate it. Um, I another thing that I wanted to touch on is now the I think a lot for, for this generation, you know, generation of um, of um, I guess millennials, you could say. And I really don't know your age. You might fall on on under that generation, um, but I know there's a there's the, you have something that we in previous generations didn't have, and that's the sole social media, the technology in your favor to promote yourself. And that's something amazing. A lot of times that comes with a lot of, uh, how do you say this? A lot of naysayers, a lot of haters kind of saying, I don't want to like to use that term, but a lot of people that just uh, are not, don't, don't like that, you know, don't like the system being sh um, shaken up in that aspect. We, we see what, for example, the Guggen Squad has done, you know, a bunch of young kids all of a sudden has this, each one has a YouTube channel come together and they really shake up the fishing industry. Where now instead of going to tackle shops, you can get a lot of it online. And we see a lot of companies, Catchco, um, which I think is a parent company for Biospawn, Bios I think it is. Yeah, Bios MTB, Yeah, MTB um, and Carl's Bait. And they, I mean, they rose into popularity and challenged other companies um, on the shoulders of guys like John B. Um, and some of the other guys in the Guggen squad. I know a lot of people, it's like, oh, they'll show on It's like, nah, I'm not into that. But I think there's a value in that. And a lot of it comes with being responsible. We talked about in the pre-show, a lot of times, unfortunately, some of the uh, more popular, and I'm not saying names, um, not calling anybody out, but a lot of more popular um, um, YouTube channels, content creators, relied the beginning with uh, clickbait, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, stuff that happened. So uh, 
got thrown out of uh, uh, of uh, uh, or got kicked out of a flight or got kicked out of the hotel. And what I don't personally don't like about that, that's not the representation of what a fisherman is. You know, that's not usually like I'm all for documenting your life experience, your fishing experience from, for example, from what you, you got to go through. That was life. Mm-hmm. That, that's real, real life for you on a daily basis. That's totally different from acting up and asking a company, uh, an airline or a hotel brand saying, we're going to ask you actually to leave because you right now creating a disturbance because of your actions. Um, and we see a lot of them come to prominence because of that. And then that only takes you so far. And this is the point where I want to go because I know there's a lot of people out there that want to grow in the content creator. It's, 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 and it's not easy. You always have to bring yeah. fresh things. You have to stand out. I encourage anybody um, to think hard and long about what you're going to put out there as far as clickbait does. Because yes, it'll grow you. But then, first of all, I see a lot of them that kind of like upset and frustrated because they don't get the respect from the rest of the fishing community or kayak fishing community. And one is, well, because you put in a lot of clickbait, that's going to attract the masses, but that's not going to go well with the people that really are invested in the kayak fishing community. It influences other kids to do the same thing. And when you're out there on the water, the last thing you want to do is somebody hunting for clickbaits and creating situations where it's not real life. It's not what reality is. Yeah. You know, when you go to fishing, you for the most part, yes, you do have your encounters where people have like, no, I'm on this spot and stuff like that. But that's not 90% of your experience fishing for most of us. Um, your thoughts on that. How do you go about, you know, finding, being, having fresh content, something that stands out, but avoiding that aspect that, can get you a lot of followers, like we said, but costs you at the long run. So, um, well, I was, I, there was a part where I got focused on the numbers. I'm not going to lie. I think every content creator gets focused on the numbers and you get real dialed in on what's getting views and what's not. And I think I got lucky because, I, not that I got lucky. It was, so one thing I figured out was when I first started posting, I would do videos with uh, music and all these edits and all this stuff. And I loved it. I mean, I knew it was good. So I posted it and it wouldn't get anything. You go out there and post a three minute video, no edits, no audio, nothing. And it gets so much views. Like, because people like that old school fish and they like authenticity and they like, they like to feel like they're there. So that's when I really switched my content because that's what I want to do. Like, I don't have to go out here and spend 30 minutes doing all this stuff because people just want to see me catch fish. Like, they just want to see the fish. They want to see what I went through that day and they want to see the fish. So how do I keep from being like that? I would say I love fishing. Like, I absolutely adore fishing. I love going out there. I post it on my story every day. People, like, I'll do, like, seven days in a row. So people will see me wake up. They'll see me struggle for one day. And then I'll just fish the whole next day because I figured out what didn't work that day. And then I finally find a pattern. And then that's the video that gets posted, the pattern. You know, um, there's other clips and stuff of me catching fish and, like, crazy little clips when I find out the pattern because I'm out there spending four or seven hours trying to figure out what's going on on the water, even if it's a pond, you still have to figure out what they're going to eat. Not every day yeah. that pond's going to be on fire. So I would make a whole story out of that. And I think that's what keeps it authentic and also doesn't put too much stress on me to do that because 
it's what I want to do. And people yeah. like to see what I want to do. So I think they knew from the beginning, like, this is Palm Boys. The name, I think, is cool, too. Like, you know, Palm Boys. Yeah, it is. So many people out there that want to fish ponds, and that's what they do. And honestly, I feel like there's more people that fish ponds and stuff than people that are actually out there on the boat and lake and stuff. But, um, yeah, I think just from, I just go out there and have fun. Like, that's just what I do. And I, I don't know. And I feel like even when that burns out, we're going to try to go, which it will. I'm sure eventually it'll kind of be a little boring. But that's when we travel and we branch out and we take risks. That's what makes it fun. And even, like, I didn't even want to post that racial little video or whatever because mm -hmm. I'm not into the clickbait. Like, I've watched a lot of clickbait and you get annoyed and you know who's a clickbait and who's not. And I completely understand that. But, um, yeah, I just try to go out and just be as authentic and fun as possible. I try to leave in. Like, I just posted a video where I lost my combo, and I lost the I saw that. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. And um, it was just like, it sucked, but, like, it taught me so much. Like, okay, it's a material. You can Back in the day, man, I'm telling you, I would have a full-on meltdown for the whole week. Like, I just lost all this money, but I was like, I had to pay my dues. You know, I've been out here. I've been crushing these fish. I've been, you know, beating them in the face. It's, you know, it is what it is. I can't really complain. And I knew it was going to be good content for people because I was like, even though I look stupid, it looked it was very sad to me. But I was like, people will see that, okay, I'm not out here all day smacking fish. Yes, the investment I just made a week ago is all gone. Like, it happens, man. So yeah. I just think, like, letting people know what's up and letting them know that you're a real person, too, it can't go wrong. Like, I mean, if it does go wrong, who cares? Like, I was being who I wanted to be at the end of the day. And, um... Yeah, that that is another freaking good question, man. You're 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 awesome. That's just that's those are the ones that make you really think because um I, I don't think I really thought about that. And, I, and there was points where I was like, okay, should I do clickbait because my views? But you gotta stop like worrying about the views, man. You really gotta put that aside because you don't know who's back there not clicking on your video, who's actually watching it, you know, who's actually like looking at it, who doesn't know you yet, and they're like, all right, then I'll push the button. You don't know how many people that are like in line like that. And I know it's gonna all catch up because that's what happened at the beginning. I was just do I was just being me, and it randomly all caught up, and I kept rolling with it. So I think if I just keep using that even on the slow days, like our engagement is pretty slow right now. But I'm sure because of the new rules with Instagram, COVID, the election, and all the other things, like if you can get out of your head about the social media, you can really be who you want to be on there. If you can just get through staring at the likes and worrying about all that other stuff, so. Like you said, it's a marathon, man. What are we rushing for? The fish ain't going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> what are we? What are we? What are we rushing for, man? What is? What is going to change tomorrow? That you know what I'm saying. So. Yeah. Who's been your biggest? Um, who's been your biggest influence as far as social media goes? Like you see, like, uh, like that's something that I like. Or. I'm not gonna lie. So the reason I really even started filming there's this one kid. There's two reasons why I started even posting. There's this one kid that I know um called sam and he fishes out here and he would post every single day he posts a video and i was like bro what like how are you posting a video every single day and he broke it down to me and i was like i still couldn't believe it and then i went out and i started doing it. i was like you know i could actually do this so that gave me motivation to start posting videos and stuff but really what really put it in perspective like this lifestyle style would be john b he's definitely yeah. like without a doubt when i saw his first couple of videos the production i've never seen like this kind of production in fishing like this the music like that he made no. fishing so cool so laid back so chill 
and then he started taking these trips and catching these ma- I was like, I didn't know fishermen could live like this. So he's the one who put that in perspective of that, hey, you can actually go out here. And he was young. He was my age, and he's from my city. Like, how can I not be inspired yeah. by that? So that? He was a big, and then I saw Lunkers TV, and then um, those are the main two that I really focused on. And I love, like, how authentic they are. Like, uh, no, not Lunkers TV, uh, Lake Fort, or Lake Fort Fishing, what is it? Lake Fort Guy. Yeah. Oh, man, that guy is awesome. Like, how he gets yeah. in there and talks, how authentic and chill and just vibe. Dangle. Like, I want, yeah, dangle, dude. <laughs> like the word dangle, you can't make that guy up. Man. Like, he coined he that phrase. Like, this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tacovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Yeah, he loves to fish. Like, that dude just straight up, and those are the two people that I really took a lot from. And then when it comes to um, actually being real and, like, monetizing and being a brand, Brandon, that bass fishing dude. So all those guys together really inspire me. And also Weston Smith, like, the way that this dude grinds, I've worked, so I worked valet with him. This dude would go out and fish for a whole day, work valet, edit a video mm-hmm. during valet, go home, edit another video, go out in the morning, film, go back to valet. Like, that work ethic told me, like, dude, this is what it takes. But seeing him, like, not really, like, brained, he actually seemed energized to do it. That, like, just put a big perspective. So it was a collaboration of people and I was definitely looking for, like, that little thing, too. It wasn't just, like, it just came to me. But I was looking for all the things to, like, validate why fishing and the outdoor lifestyle would be really cool for me. And all those people combined made it, made it, you know, made it to where it is today for me. So I just want to pass that along to other people. Yeah, that's that's good, man. And, and all of those are great content creators. I know a lot of, you know, especially in the more old-school and kayak fishing community kind of like no you know i'm not into the whole google squad that that's fine i mean it, it, it yeah it, the opportunity for a bunch of uh, young kids to come out and make a pretty good living out of it and having their own bait that concept yeah. is cool okay <laughs> so it, it i i i hating on, i ain't hating on their success man i ain't hating yeah. on their success they're successful more power to them i mean they they've gone to where they got, especially John B. I've, I've said it before on this podcast, and listeners probably tired of me saying it, but I have a lot of respect for him, just because early on he got away from the clickbait and started just making videos of, and dude, the guys fished all over the world, so and his yeah. editing, his editing is out, it's top notch. You're not gonna find a better fishing video on YouTube 
than his, his um, sound editing and his video editing are both top notch. Maybe he pays somebody to do it, and if he does, you know, yeah. get his number because whoever is doing the editing, the video, and the sound editing, whether it's him or whoever it is, is doing a great job. So props to them. Now, uh, buddy, before I let you go, Terrence, I kind of want to give you an op- I well, not kind of. I want to give you the opportunity to, um, you know, thank the people that you want to thank, whether it's family member. I know um, your grandpa is one of those you're going to thank, uh, even though he's not with us right now. And I'm sure there's a lot of companies out there or some companies out there that you work for and that you want to give props to. So, um, you know, it's time for shameless plugs, man. So whatever you want to thank, whoever you want to give shout out to, go ahead and do it, man. The floor is yours. Let's hear it. Awesome. Yeah, so we'll keep this short, but um, definitely the biggest ups are to my grandpa because he is the one that gave me endurance and focus and all these other things that I didn't know that I needed until I actually looked back on my life. Honestly, the past two years when he actually passed away is when I looked back on everything and I was like, wow, this man was really that person. And it's crazy how much you take things for granted until it's gone. And like, I know that just sounds so whatever, but it's real. Like everything does hit it's you. It's the same. When when I had a kid, I was like, wow, I was like this to my mom. Like I made it so hard on her. So um, I definitely like to thank him for building that foundation for me because now I can build that for my kids. Um, another company that I really want to give a shout out to is Fishbrain for just being Fishbrain. And that app has helped me avoid so many situations where I have to give up my location, my secret locations of fishing, because I can I can point these people in direction to multiple spots rather than just giving them one spot. I'm like, hey, download this app, and you can go on there, and you can see if this pond has been fished. People don't even think about this. If the pond hasn't been fished, that might be a good pond. Like, if nobody's yeah. documented anything there, that might be a good pond. And if somebody has documented something there, they're going to show you the size, the length, and what they caught the fish on. So you can go in there and literally like all your homework is already done. So um, even when you go to different cities, like I just went to Virginia and I used the app, like, you know, not even recording, didn't even post it or anything. I genuinely used the app to find a couple fishing spots and you can find out where fish are. So that app looked at me and um, we ended up working together. So I really like that app. And, um, Oh, wait, I have something about that. <laughs> okay. But um, those, are, those are really the, some of the people that I want to shout out. For sure, Brandon, uh, that bass fishing dude, that's a really solid guy. Um, just for the person he is, I really like him. And he's kind of set up a, uh, just set up a uh, figure for me to, you know, follow behind and just where to, where to actually take this brand. And that, that's really it, man. I don't want to put too many plugs out here, but... That's kind of where we're at on that. And I'm just thankful for all my followers for even when we got hacked from our account and all the people coming back and all the people that actually stayed with me. I think we're all caught up now. I think I had, um, I had like a six solid people that would message me every day. We talk all the time. Cause you build these little friends, man. Like you'll talk yeah. full on and they actually got them all back. And we were all talking about, dude, when you got hacked, I thought you were gone forever. Like I'm updating them with my life and stuff. So um, I love interacting with my followers, and if you guys want to follow me on Instagram and YouTube, it's Palm Boys. And uh, just thanks for having me on, man. I think you're a real solid guy, and I'd love to come back on here again. Man, anytime. Yeah, this this anytime. was awesome. I was worried. This was my first podcast, so I was definitely worried about uh, all the questions and stuff. But you made me comfortable, and I'm glad we got to talk about personal things on both of our sides. And hopefully, we can build something from this. No, man, I appreciate you taking the time. It's been an honor to have you on my show. And uh, 
talk, you know, not just about kayak fishing, but life in general. Um, you you are going to start. I saw a post. I got to kind of call you out on this. You're going to start a podcast, right? When is that coming? Out? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, geez. So so the story with the podcast is, dude, you can see right here. I got the mic. I got the headphones. Nice. You got the Yeti mic? Yeah, yeah, the Blue Yeti. And um, so Catalina needs to be updated on my laptop, I guess, to actually work this thing. So that's where we got postponed on that. But by the end of this month, we should have a podcast up. And um, we're just going to talk about, we don't know a name yet. We got Pond, we got, uh, what is it, Pondcast people are coming up with. Um, some other crazy names, but we haven't even really chosen a name. But what we're really going to talk about is fishing and just life in general. And we're going to try to guide kids and guide young people through some tough situations just through my story. We're not going to really try to give advice and all that. We're just going to go with, you know, go with the flow. So I don't know where that's going, but I know how powerful, even being on this podcast, I'm sure it's going to help some people. And just watching your last yeah. podcast, like, oh my gosh, man, I, went, I, I got notes that I was taking on that. And um, I just know how powerful it is. So we're going to start that up soon and just make sure that we're giving back to our people. That's awesome, man. We look forward to that. And again, Pond Boys, um, make me sure. How do you spell Pond Boys for those that want to follow you on Instagram and YouTube? P-O-N-D. B-O-Y, and then it's double S. Since we got hacked, somebody took, yeah, somebody took the Palm Boys. So if y'all want to message that guy, and let him know. <laughs> yeah, yeah because he was with the Z at the end, right? Yeah, yeah, and he took yeah, it. I remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, he took it away. But uh, it's Palm Boys with a double S at the end. So P-O-N-D-B-O-Y-S-S. And then on YouTube, we're Palm Boys with an S is at the end. So we actually changed it from a Z to an S. Oh, so, man. Terrence, go ahead. I'm sorry. What no, were you going to no, say? No. no, I wasn't going to go. That was it. We went down a couple of rabbit holes, but it was awesome, man. It was awesome having <laughs> you come up to the show. It, it, it's Again, thank you for sharing your life stories and everything. Hopefully, it's out there. My 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 podcast, I always want to bring something that helps other people. Um, you know, and uh, I'm, like I said, I'm super honored to have you here. I'm really sure that... Um, somebody out there is going to listen to this and it's going to help them out one way or the other. Um, listen to your life story. We're looking forward to your podcast, man. Whenever you're going to come here or be any guests of any more segments and paddle and fin, you're more than welcome to. Uh, and again, we really, I'm really proud of what you're doing. Um, I think it's awesome what you're doing in the fishing community, in the kayak fishing community. I know you You told me on the pre-show that you're going to North Carolina. You're going to be moving soon. We're going to miss you in Texas. But wherever you are, man, well, that's the beauty of technology. We can follow you anywhere you are. And uh, yes, we'd love to see how you're doing with that whole North Carolina to takeover, man. I'm sure they oh, yeah, will be glad to have you there. <laughs> yeah, y'all stay tuned for that. And that's definitely going to test me in all ways. But um, I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready for a challenge. And I know you guys are ready for it, too. So thanks for having me on. I, I, It's an honor, man. I didn't know how cool you were until we got on this. But <laughs> appreciate it. Back on here. <laughs> Thank you so much. My pleasure, man. So you've been listening to Bass Kayak and Beers. If you made it this far, we thank you. Appreciate it. Remember, Bass Kayak and Beers is sponsored in part by Douglas Outdoors. Go check out douglasoutdoors.com to find out their full lineup on LRS. That's their um, Lakes, Rivers, and Seas. Um, uh, bait casting and speed, ca speed cast. Oh, my God. Spin casting and bait casting <laughs> rods, as well as the Matrix, which are the dialed-in um, high-end rods uh, 
designed for tournament anglers. Go check them out, douglasoutdoors.com. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. Hope you have a great day. Remember, wear your PFDs when you're on the water and tight lines, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.